Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, where now you can use code DNVR at sign up and get some special offers like how you can bet $5 to get 150 in free bets instantly. You clinch no matter what with the playing games of the NBA playoffs. I'm your host, Patrick Lyons, joined with another host. Hi. <laughs> the Susie Hunter. I still work here. On the DNVR Rockies podcast and... Well, the Rockies just beat the Dodgers. What a way to yes! go! Let's go! What a way to start the season, winning a series against a Dodger team that thinks that they're winning the World Series. So this is just like a nice little ego boost for us. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently they will not be because if we know anything about baseball, whatever happens on the first three days of the season is really just going to extrapolate for another yes. <laughs> 162. It's exactly in that fashion. Of course. Yeah, man. Yeah. Big victory on Sunday, nine, four win for the Colorado Rockies and the story is a, there's a lot of stories, so many but stories. probably the story for Sunday's game in particular would be. Colorado native and DraftKings Sportsbook king of the game, Ty Block. Round of applause. Golf for Mr. clap Block. on Master's Day. Perfect for that. Oh. Ty Block goes four innings of shutout baseball, gives up only one hit, and secures the save. Gets a gets a four inning save for some pitchers. You know, this week that's a good first start, mm-hmm. and he does it coming out of the pen. To, to get the save and, and, and secure the series victory for the Rockies over the Dodgers. What, what a great story. Great performance, but also just a great story. Great great job, Lil' Cat. It's his nickname. Great he job. Lo- he loved Andres Galarraga. Ty Black becomes the seventh Colorado native to ever play for the Rockies. He's joined by Mark Knudsen, a guy who we get to hang out up in the press box once in a while. Mm-hmm. When he shows up at Coors Field, John Burke, who was, I believe, the first native to ever be drafted by the Rockies as well. Nate Field, Scott Ellerton, and then two guys you might know out there by the names of Kyle Freeland and Lucas Gilbreth. And now there's Ty Block. We yeah. talk about Colorado natives. How exciting is that? So uh, Antonio Sensatello doesn't have his, his best stuff, but... Nevertheless, you know, he, he, he got the job done. Kind of was a similar start to what we saw out of Kyle Freeland. Maybe not as effective, but just really, you know, one inning. He got out of jams in the first and second uh, before Chassin comes in and, and gets out of a jam before Ty Block takes over and just looks so 
it just looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a lot of family there too, didn't he? He did. So his parents were there. Um, and his dad, he told us, is one of nine. So he doesn't even know how many aunts and uncles were there. There were just so many family members there. So good for him. Yeah, where is uh, Randy and Karen? Randy and, and Karen, mom and dad, were in the house, of yeah. course. Uh, dad's from, I think, Yuma, Colorado. Where's his mom, Karen, from? Julesburg. Julesburg, yeah. So, like, the Colorado native has parents that are natives. So, yes. like, that's as Generations. native as it gets. Generational Coloradian. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so exciting for that. And then, you know, the other story. So, he, of course, gets the, the win. He gets the the chain, the but he chain. wasn't the only one that really got to celebrate. Oh my he? gosh! Uh, well, Bud Black had his one thousandth managerial win, so they wow. both got a beer shower afterwards. A big celebration. Yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna help. But thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, then they both get a beer shower, and then yeah, Buddy is one of uh, only. And this is actually probably for you is one of only sixty six managers in the history of baseball, which. You go, oh, that's a decent amount, and there's only 30 jobs in the major leagues. Well, at one point, there were only 16 major league teams. You got to remember, and baseball has been around for, uh, we we just, last year, we had the 150th uh, anniversary, really, of of the start of professional baseball or uh, of the major leagues and whatnot. So uh, pretty rare, rarefied air that Bud Black gets himself in with with 1,000, needed two going into this year. Gets the job done uh, on the big day here at Coors Field. And, you know, with, with like a 70-win season, he'll actually move up to about 57th place. And he'll, he'll pass some some managers of, of note. Charlie Manuel, Felipe Alou, Red Shandienst, Jack McKeon won a World Series, and uh, another Hall of Famer, Frank Robinson. So big, big day for Bud Black. He's, do, you, do you think he felt, or, or looked, I should say, a little bit emotional there? Uh, coming out? He he actually did. Yeah. Um, so, you know, of course, when we asked him about it, he was just like, oh, I don't even want to talk about it, but I will. But like you could, I could hear the little choking up in the throat a little bit when he was talking about um, how excited the guys were for him. Yeah, no, he, uh, he, he was very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, you're here. Yeah, you're, you're gonna have to look on the Google document to do that. Uh, we're doing a show. So, uh, <laughs> Trying to, trying to multitask here. We have so much going on. It's we been a whirlwind But it's a good weekend. thing, right? It's a great, it's a thing. great thing. I'd rather have too uh, much exciting. going on than nothing going yeah, on. Yeah, really. Like, oh, Rockies are a three-game sweep. But no, win two out of three. And, and you know, he, he was really excited. One of the interesting fun facts, we'll give uh, uh, credit to our guy, Manny Randawa um, from MLB.com, points out that, and, and really... Tip of the cap to him because this would be something that I would do. So he bested me on that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he went in and said, well, you know, thousand wins now for Bud Black. Let's go back and, and look at his his first season with the Padres, his first ever win. Who who was in the game? You know, who was in that lineup? Well, the starting center fielder for the opposing San Francisco Giants that day that Bud Black got his first win, none other than current Dodgers manager, Dave Roberts. So just cyclical right it, i love it. it's amazing how it all comes back around mm-hmm. uh in a fantastic way again rockies gets the uh get the series victory win two out of three with the nine four w on sunday it's actually their first series win at home against the dodgers since august of 2018 where it's actually a, a four game series uh and if uh, if you know your rockies history 2018 also the last time the rockies went to the postseason oh 
So again, based on the th- first three games of the year, we already know how this thing's going to play out, right? Yeah, guaranteed, of course. And when, where where did the 2018 season end? Los Angeles game 163. Now they mm. lost. But where did the Rockies season end this year? Los also Angeles. Los Angeles. Yeah. There you go. So... Yeah, no, it's too soon, but man, it's fun to get hyped. We, you, we both it's, came in at the same time. Yeah. We were with you here. We were uh, talking with Kale, and after we caught our breath, our, our you know, heartbeat was down, and we were nice and calm, and then we got all hyped up again. Yep. I'm, to- I'm totally hyped. Sinzatella, three and a third innings pitch, nine hits, four runs. Only one was earned. Three walks, no strikeouts. Now, the reason why only one run was earned was by... A little play by a certain left fielder. What were your thoughts on the Chris Bryant error? I mean, I know the wind was a factor, but hey, they no harm, no foul. I mean, I know we expect better, but also the wind was insane and it was messing up everyone in the outfield, I feel like, today. Um, the wind was just nuts. It was it was too much. We weren't expecting it. Were you expecting it? The wind. Well, I mean, kind of. Uh, if, if you if you follow Patrick Saunders on Twitter, uh, he was mocking me for all the layers that I was wearing, and I was very much prepared. I I, I stayed nearby here in, in Denver, so I, I was I was all packed up yesterday when it was seventy degrees out on Saturday, and I was ready to go with my. You layers. were so prepared. I happened to have a winter jacket in my car, but yeah. I was not prepared. I like showed up in a cute leather jacket. I'm like, here we go. But it was nicer out when we got to the park. It was. I mean, if you're out in the sun, like if you were sitting in the bleachers, you were probably fairly comfortable all game long. I mean, again, the wind probably was a little bit cold. I think the wind really. But you might have been all right. It. I don't know. We'll yeah. never know. It's too late. Well, yeah, there's there's no way of knowing. But yeah, <laughs> it's no deceivingly way. cold in the press box. They have the heat on, but it's it's not that much. So yeah, so I was I was prepared for cooler temperatures, but not the wind. And again, yeah, Bryant, you know, misplays that ball there uh, that allows the the bases. Loaded, boom! All three runs score there. Kind of gives up, you know, some of the the big lead that the Rockies had. It was still six four at that point. So again, no harm, no foul. Chessine comes in, block does their thing. But Chris Taylor had an issue on a play uh, that was originally ruled a double by Ryan McMahon, later overturned. But there were a lot of really good defensive plays, and, and it was, a lot of that had to had something to do with the fact that the wind was a factor. Ryan McMahon on the shift, he was at shortstop. Ran over in foul territory, made a really nice play, a sliding play. Gritchick made a really nice play in right field. Daza, another one of those sliding grabs. So the defense, I think, was on point to support the pitching. In a, in oh, yeah, way. for sure. Yeah, CJ Crone, Elias Diaz knocked their first home runs of 2022. A two-run shot by Crone in the third. And Diaz in the seventh inning. Jonathan Daza went two for four. Bryant, two for five. You know, lo- looking good there. Crone, two for four. All of them multi-hit games. So... Bottom line, you win the ball game, you win the series. You're not in first place because I think the Padres they had an extra game in, and they got to play the Diamondbacks. So oh well, that's come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, strength of schedule wise, I think they're the, we'll we'll put the Rockies in first. You know, yeah. for for that waited. reason, it waited. <laughs> waited. Yes, absolutely. It should it should definitely be the Rockies uh, in first place. But they're two and one. We'll talk about their next series in just a little bit. But how about the crowds at Coors Field this entire weekend? Um, did we have the second best average attendance in Major League Baseball? Yeah. I believe we, we had a great turnout all weekend, though. Packed. 137,000 plus. Mm. Yeah, sold out on Friday, 48,000 plus. Saturday, 48,000. Sunday, only 40,000. Oh, gosh. Only. <laughs> yeah, you know. 
what are you going to do? But yeah, yeah, the crowds were just fantastic. Everyone's very patient too, waiting in lines and, and doing all that. Just really good vibes. And uh, Saturday, we heard the Dodgers chants a little bit early on. Yeah, I didn't hear any today though. And today, uh, I, I feel like early on, well, the Rockies fans do a good job of counteracting it immediately. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, you know, let's go Rodgers. <laughs> and you're like, what? Wow, a lot of B-Rod fans yes. in the house. But you're right. They were very quiet. Mm-hmm. And it really had that 2018 type of vibe where, no, 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 this is the Rockies house. Rockies fans are here to watch the Rockies. There were more pe- there were more Dodgers fans in the building the last two days than opening day. Yeah. But those, those folks that were wearing purple definitely drowned them out in a real major way. Oh, yeah, for sure. That was fun to see. Yeah, really, really proud of Rockies fans. They just... Uh, Good job, guys. fans. <laughs> supporting their guys, and and they're they're supporting us too. We saw some of them coming in down here on the corner of Colfax, New York, at the DNVR bar. Uh, remember, when you're a member, you get a member sized beer. I I, I want to call it super sized, hmm. but I also don't know if people know what what that means anymore for something to be super sized. Oh gosh really aging us, aren't maybe you? <laughs> that's a good, maybe that's a good thing that nobody actually knows what that is. Then again, also large is now super sized. Like everybody, like a vintage tea. And it's like, oh, size large. And you're like, oh, this is like a medium in 2022 age. Yeah. Not the case here at the bar. <laughs> it's member size is super size. It thank actually you for, is. Thank you for elaborating. Really large. Yeah, only 50 cents uh, for membership to the DNVR.com. We get all of our great Rockies coverage. You get an article from Susie there. Not a free one, though. Not no, yet. No, no. I'm we'll not get, giving it away we'll, for free. We'll get some of them out there. But that was a, a fantastic card. I want to want to pick your brain oh, okay, on you. that about Jose Oh, my gosh, Iglesias, the support I'm getting. <laughs> Freddie Freeman. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we're doing our thing on the Rockies. You also get all that great Broncos content. And we're going to the postseason here with Nuggets and Avs. You can get all that content, not to mention DNVR Golf. They just had a fantastic show all about the Masters and whatnot. Scott Scheffler is a name we need to know now. Hmm. He's he's a good golfer. <laughs> I, I didn't know him that well. But if hey, if you want to get on the action for the NBA playoffs, like I said, um, it's, it's next level right now. New customers can bet just $5. And I think you get about $150 guaranteed on on the play-in games you also get same game parlays going on on DraftKings Sportsbook so even when you kind of know what the outcome is or if you know Jokic is going to put up you know certain numbers if you link those things together now all of a sudden it becomes longer odds and you win a lot more money because of that so make sure you do that there's also play-in games uh, free games too depending on where you're at so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today again Five dollar bet on these play-in games is going to go ahead and give you one hundred fifty dollars in bets. That's it's locked right in there. Free bets, good to go. Must be twenty-one or older. Colorado only. And there's a bunch of other disclaimer stuff, but we're having Wi-Fi issues. So, uh, oh yeah, I can read that from here. <laughs> I'm being facetious. Uh, but yeah, one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero is the number if you happen to have a gambling problem. Uh, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for all those fantastic details. And my DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week isn't as good of a pick of the week as it's been in the past. Well, I shouldn't say in the past. Isn't as good as it was about an hour or so ago from game time because it's the Rockies on Monday against the Texas Rangers. It was, I think they were at like minus 110 on the money line. And it's since already changed DraftKings really likes Austin Gomber against Taylor Ahern. And so, yeah, now it's uh, now it's plus 105 on the money line. But I th- think the Rockies are going to look good 
uh, for the Rangers home opener there down in Arlington. I, I think I feel good about that. What do you think? I'm Rangers. feeling I'm feeling really good at it about it. Yeah, for sure. I want to talk more about the about the weekend, but as I uh, as I was kind of teasing there, uh, Jose Iglesias. We talked about it a little bit on Friday's post game show. A lot of you got a chance to uh, maybe listen to that over the weekend. Go back and and hear a little bit more about Jose Iglesias. But we caught up with Freddie Freeman, and and, and you wrote a little bit about that. So so maybe touch on that. Give give people a little bit of tease. Yeah, uh, who may yeah. not know the story. Yeah, so I guess the story, um, if you missed the home opener, there was this really emotional touching moment where um, Jose Iglesias, uh, you know, hit, singled, went over to first, got teary-eyed. Freddie Freeman gave him a hug, uh, patted him on the back, was comforting him. We found out that Jose Iglesias had lost his father just a few weeks ago, um, and Freddie Freeman, of course, lost his mother at a young age, too, so he just understands that pain. Um, So then when we got to talk to him... um, the day after you know he just like gave us a little more information about like what they talked about and you know he was just saying you know i hope um you know he's like what did he say he said excuse me a lot a lot actually transpired it's weird because you're like wait he was only ever at first base for like 90 seconds so much happened though but there was there was a moment there yeah. was a moment, yeah, but he, Freddie Freeman was just saying that, you know, he's just going to have a lot of these moments and that pain just doesn't go away and he hopes yeah. that, you know, he finds comfort in his teammates, but he was also like, oh, I was meant to be there at that moment. It yeah. was really, it was very moving. Yeah, he, he, you know, Freddie, I talking mostly with, with uh, Dodgers press, you know, we, we of course snuck our, snuck our way in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, we wanted to get the inside scoop on that as well, but mostly with Dodgers press and Apparently, part of his story is, you know, he should be in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. But no, he's he's in L.A. And so he said, you know, that I'm in L.A. for a reason. I was at first base there and, and was there for Iglesias, part of the fraternity, part of the brotherhood yeah, of, of Major really League sweet. Baseball. It was, it was really cool. Um, so that went down in game one. Rockies lost 5-3. You know, Kyle Freeland, not sharp. But in talking with him after the game, he didn't really look too bothered by it. No, you're right. Right? Yeah, because yeah. you know, it's one game. You got to flush it, mm-hmm. right? You know, when, when you lose, it really all came down to that fourth inning. You know, did a, did a really good job. Uh, innings one through three, you know, had six strikeouts. All those runs came in the fourth inning. You know, shortened spring training. That's going to happen. Still, relatively close game. Bullpen was very effective. Five and a third innings pitched. Bullpen was fantastic all weekend. Oh, 11 yeah. and a third innings pitched. Only gave up one run all weekend. That's it. That's fantastic. This is exactly what we want to see. Bullpen was yeah. really dominant. Uh, McMahon, Bryant, Diaz doubled. Uh, game two, which we haven't talked about, Herman Marquez, were you shocked in any way or maybe just surprised that not so much that Kyle Freeland was named the opening day starter because you know we know what he can do. We saw that 2018 season where he was fourth in the National League in Cy Young Award voting. But that Herman Marquez, the Rockies' lone representative in the 2021 All-Star Game here at Coors Field, that he wasn't named the opening day starter. A little bit of a surprise there? Yeah, yeah. I know we, we talked about how we were definitely surprised, but... Um... I mean, you know, we talked to Bud Black before the game. He said that mm-hmm. he's super proud of how far along he's come, the progress that he's made. So, you know, I think good things are coming. Yeah, you know, it, it's the team is never going to say this, but we can. They, <laughs> they're challenging Herman Marquez because he's got another notch. He's He's got another level. 
in, in, in many, many ways. And so, hey, you know what? You're not going to get the opening day star, which would have given him three, and he would have been head and shoulders above uh, everyone else in franchise history. We we went through that list on uh, on Friday's post game show of like the nine other guys who have two starts, and mm-hmm. so that would be pretty special. And no, let's let's can't just give that it to carrot. him yet. He's no. he's got to earn it a little bit. And so you know you saw that there on Saturday gives up a home run to Austin Barnes where. You know, maybe he gets a little upset. Maybe his cage gets rattled, but he keeps his composure. Mm-hmm. Doesn't walk a Dodger batter. Strikes out five. Only gives up those three hits, and you see that okay, this is the Marquez you need to be with every pitch. Have that command. Have that control. Have that focus, mm-hmm. particularly against the Dodgers at home in Coors Field, which, where he knows he pitches well. But it's against the Dodgers, and he was able to do that. And you see, okay, look at that. Though you could have done that on opening day, but you might not have had that again, that carrot to dangle and say, You've got a way to go. You've got a way to go. And we we saw him go that way on mm-hmm. Saturday. But yeah, the composure was key. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got room for growth and, and we got a chance to see that. Uh, fi- uh retired the final nine batters that he faced in the Dodgers lineup. And going into Sunday, so Marquez, as we said, uh, seven innings pitched. Going into Sunday, only three other pitchers in Major League Baseball had even had lasted that long. Which, you know, you go seven innings. You know that used to be a mediocre start. Uh, you know, if you're if you're an old timer and, and and you watch baseball in the 70s, 80s, maybe even early 90s. But with shortened spring training, again, guys are on a pitch count, so you can only go so long. So he was effective, had those quick innings in a major way, and and so looked really really good. Mm-hmm. Alex Colome. Not so good. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, I loved the just running bit about how <laughs> long he took to pitch. Which he did. Like in between each pitch, he's like, let me catch my breath and then let me catch it again before mm-hmm. before I throw another pitch. Uh, but Black even joked about it this yeah. morning, um, saying, like, no, 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 he's not available today because we have a flight to catch tonight. I'm not going to lie. I didn't actually get it at first. <laughs> I didn't know because I was the one who asked the question and it was one of those of like, all right, maybe he's kind of maybe putting me in my place or or something, which again, not in any kind of bad way. I think someone asked the question on Saturday night about, you know, it's like, ah, yeah, does it take a long time? And he's like, well, no, I mean, that's his game. That's what he's doing. I'm not going to tell him to to change his game. He's pretty successful at what he does. So uh, if he wants to take that much time. That's what works for him, so mm-hmm. you shouldn't question it. But I, it went over my head. I, I guess I missed it. It's like, we have a flight. And I was like, oh. I think it was when you tweeted it out. I was like, oh, yeah, that that's what he meant. Obviously, that if you put him in the game, we might miss a flight because he takes a long-ass time. A long-ass time. You were just so focused on doing your job and getting the answer that you needed. I'm like, where's and... my follow-up question? I got to be ready. Oh, he made a joke. <laughs> right, guys? What is, I don't get it. I'm thinking about my next thing. But yeah, you know, he... Not a great outing, of course. You know, didn't didn't totally, you know, blow it there or botch it. Estevez coming in with the two pitches. Ends up getting a win there after throwing only two pitches. Something that was an extreme rarity. It's only the 11th time in franchise history. A guy has thrown two pitches and has gotten a win. And again, that's kind of the silliness of that statistic. Mm-hmm. Um, baseball's but, silly. <laughs> baseball's silly, and that's why we love it, right? That's why we love it. As Bud Black would say, that's baseball. But the thing is, if you actually go back and, and look in StatCast numbers, which 
If you do a Google Google search on StatCast, you're not going to necessarily find that page. It's BaseballSavant.com for anyone that wants to follow along at home or fact check our work. But if you go to Baseball Savant, you can find all about the pitch velocity, launch angle, exit velocity, estimated uh, distance of, uh, of a pitch, expected batting average, and you go, hey, man, that was a great play. Like If you look at that play uh, on Saturday that Sam Hilliard made, diving catch there in kind of left center field, you go, wow, great play by Sam Hilliard. It was. And you look at the expected batting average, and you go, oh, it, it wasn't that remarkable of a play. And so one of the things you can look at is the fact that the ball, the last three singles that he gave up were at 72, 69, and 64 miles per hour off, off the bat, exit velocity. So mm-hmm. they weren't hard hit balls. They were these little squibs that, again, the result wasn't good, but his execution of those pitches were there and, and were on the spot. So uh, he gets a pass, I think. Yeah. For that, for that first outing. <laughs> and his pace, we'll, we'll give him a pass on that for sure. Um, but yeah, that Sam Hilliard play, he, there were a lot, there's a lot of really good defense for the Rockies. And that's really been a calling card of this team. You know, most of the time they've been successful, the defense has been really solid. Also had solid defense in years where they haven't been good, but the defense was great. Connor Joe looked really good at mm-hmm. first base, got to start in back to back days uh, on Saturday and on Sunday. Uh, and Sam Hilliard looked looked really good and looked really comfortable in, in mm-hmm. center field, as did Jonathan Daza today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Sam Hilliard did a lot of running this weekend. He did. <laughs> yeah, Brian said uh, after Saturday's game, he's like, yeah, I just kind of wanted to make him look good. Because that was a ball that like Brian could have probably taken 10 steps to his left to grab, but there was no communication between either of those guys whatsoever. Um, you know, hadn't had too many reps together uh, during spring training, so they're going to have to get that feel. Also, put yourself in Sam Hilliard's shoes. Sure, he's playing center field, but the guy next to him just signed a $182 million contract. If he wants that ball and it's really close to him, he can have it, except he didn't hear Bryant. He didn't hear Bryant. And then at the last second, you had to see him you know, lay out for a ball that he probably could have camped under. Uh, under a different circumstance. So, you know, great, great athleticism mm-hmm. by Hilliard. Even on the ball that he went back off the, the bat of Freddie Freeman, 418 feet to straightaway center field, goes in and grabs that uh, on the warning track. So uh, defense really solid. Bard looked good in the ninth. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, three strikeouts. Were you, uh, did you have any sense going into opening day or, you know, early on in spring training as to who the closer of this team should be. You know, Estevez, Colome, Bard. You know, Bard lost a job a little bit last year. Colome is the veteran, but he hasn't done it in Coors Field. What have, has been your sense with the, uh, the closer's role, uh, at least as of right now, for the Rockies? Yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of thought like, oh, yeah, I guess it could be Bard. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's, uh, he looked really solid, all three strikeouts. So yeah. uh, he did a fantastic job there striking out the side. And, and Connor Joe was the man of the game on Saturday. Had a bunch of really good plays defensively. And so when a guy does it you know, on the defensive side of the ball, you go, all right, when he comes to the plate, man, there's some juice. You're watching for something extra. Mm-hmm. And in, uh, in the eighth inning, gets the job done. Yes, our first home run. From a Rocky of the season. We waited a Very while ex- for it. We waited way too long. <laughs> but we got we got the guy. We got Kojo to do it. Uh, off the bat, you know, he did say after the game he wasn't sure necessarily because, look, Coors Field is very cavernous. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, it, if they had wind like today on Sunday, maybe that ball doesn't go out. But off the bat, you know, had the hand out stretched like, let's go. I think it's gone. <laughs> you had a slow trot to first base. 
and ends up leaving the yard and, and left center field uh, for the, the decisive home run there. He's fun. I liked I liked hearing from him after the game too because he was talking about how he just like feeds off of that fan energy. He loves being, you know, this new fan favorite. Um he loves that you love him. Yeah. He does. <laughs> he he loves all that support out there. Uh you know, career-wise, if you look at important home runs or if you look at a statistic like win probability added, and I don't know this to be true or not, mm-hmm. but that could have been, you know, uh his best at bat slash plate appearance according to wins probability added super nerdy statistic that mm-hmm. we don't really talk about that much. You don't really need to, but nevertheless for him, that wasn't his biggest home run of his career. Again, it was most important to the team, but for him, of course it was last year going back when uh, he homered and, you know, his story wasn't known quite as well. And, you know, we didn't learn after the game that, you know, he had homered on the one year anniversary that he was officially, you know, diagnosed as being cancer-free. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be a really, really that's that's his life. That's not yeah. hey, you go out to play the game to win a World Series. You go out in life to to live. Yeah, and you can't top that. that. <laughs> no, no, there there's no way to to, to possibly top that. Um, so he's like, okay, yeah, maybe that's that's one point, Homer one point five, mm-hmm. uh, as far as the all time ones go for connor joe and just just so likable just such a nice guy uh, he is a million dollar smile dimple oh he's a he's a good kid what do you say about hair i mean oh, a million dollar gosh. smile everyone's talking billion about dollar the hair, hair? I don't, billion what, what's, dollar what's hair. the phrase like is there a just <laughs> great know. hair i mean that doesn't have a good no well he's got he needs to be something for that he's got the joe flow he, the joe flow he's got the joe flow everyone's talking about the hair this year it's so much longer and then the players voted, right? That's the, what they said. The, yeah, that. yeah. The Kojo flow. That's it. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? Look, Light Shade, we got to tell you about the top place convenient here in the Denver metro area. Now 11. We've been talking about 10, soon to be 11. 11 is here. They offer something for everyone. From the casual consumer to the connoisseur, Light Shade has a premium selection of cannabis concentrates, top shelf flower, edibles, tinctures, accessories, and more. And one of the coolest things they have is Ripple Dissolvables. Oh. Yes. So like if, if you're like that kind of person, you want to be MacGyver and turn something into an edible, Ripple Dissolvables allows you to do that. It's flavorless. Anything can be an edible. Anything. Name a food. Nachos. You can make it into <laughs> an edible with Ripple Dissolvables. Name another food. Um, a smoothie. You can make it into an edible with Ripple Dissolvables. I was actually worried that you were going to be able to come up with another type of food because <laughs> you, you led with nachos and I'm like... I don't know another food. I don't think she does. She might not. <laughs> she I, might I don't not. know. Everything you eat comes in like nacho form. Have you uh, seen me eat anything other than a nacho this weekend? No, I saw the tortilla chips with like Fruit Loops on top and you poured milk on it. I'm like, oh my God, she really likes don't start, nachos. Don't start this rumor. I don't know if I can handle it. Ugh, man, I don't. It could be true. That's it. I don't know. <laughs> we'll be. never know. But it, but Ripple Dissolvables is clinically proven to hit two times faster than the leading gummy because absorption happens within 10 minutes and right now in zero minutes. Uh, podcast listeners, you can get 25% off non-sale items with code DNVR. I don't know where they think of these codes from. <laughs> DNVR. Shop online at lightshade.com for pickup or visit a Lightshade location near you. Sexy pizza. You could turn that into a, an edible if you wanted to. I, I don't know that you need to. It's just delicious on its own. You got to experience that. Did you go to any of the uh, Broncos tailgate parties? I want to say maybe you were I've at least one, to, right? I've been to. I've been to a Broncos tailgate party and they are so much yes. fun. Yes. 
And I love that you can get sexy pizza. Well, again, take it from me. I mean, I'm from New Jersey, so like I think I know what good pizza is. But mm-hmm. then again, I, you also know what good pizza is in I've more got, ways than one. I've got I've got the East Coast bias on the pizza thing. That being said, I've got a bar, and it's it's hard to meet, but I. I I will eat sexy pizza. Sexy pizza meets that bar. Uh, they've they've been in Denver for 13 plus years here, part of the community. Capitol Hill, Old South Pearl, Jefferson Park, Park Hill, and Trinidad, Colorado, which is technically better. not. Yeah, I don't think that's part of Denver. I no, don't, very much not. Uh, all right. Yeah, I don't think so. If you got to drive three hours, that's probably not still part of that town. <laughs> I won't count it, but. They uh, got hand-tossed deck oven pizza made from scratch each morning dough. And they support local organizations and, and support a lot of different nonprofits in and around the area. Go to www.sexy.pizza. What a, what a you know URL. That? That's yeah. perfect. Not sexypizza.biz, sexy.pizza to check out their about page for the donations <laughs> link to see how Sexy Pizza can support your cause. It's good. It's a good. It's a good way to be. Opening weekend around baseball. I mean, there's. Do we have more Rockies business? Well, I, I do want to. I do want to talk about the series coming up. It's super short, and it's also weird against mm-hmm. the Rangers. Yeah. Usually, you go. All right, it's going to be kind of a quick turnaround, like almost 24 hours, where you get a night game, day game, and you're back home or you're in another city. But we actually have a day game and then a night game because the Rangers have their home opener at Globe Life Field, 205. Mountain Standard Time or Mountain Daylight Time? We're in Mountain Daylight Time. Yes. Oh, boy. I just say 2.05 p.m. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. You you should know what that means at that point. 2.05, Austin Gomber versus Taylor Ahern, Ahern. Battle of the left-handers on the bump. And then Tuesday night, Chad Cool makes his Rockies debut. Excited any, to see it. You got any good uh, or bad nicknames? I mean, Cool Beans is the one that I like most. Oh, you know what? Cool I... <laughs> We already have a cat. We got we little, little cat. cat. We could have little cat and cool cat. That that might. I don't know if that's that works or they kind of cancel each other out. We you know what? Let's out. see what happens um, on Tuesday. Well, the 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 <laughs> cat is little cat because he got it in first. Yes, so true. He's locked in. We'll see if if cool is a cat of any type of variety. I I think we're gonna watch that game and like the awful puns are just gonna come to us. Yeah, we're doing our best to, we're doing <laughs> to a, make them awful. We're doing a great job at coming up with awful puns. <laughs> and, you know, I don't think the Rangers have announced their starter on Tuesday night, but it could be another lefty and Martin Perez. And I think that bodes well for the Rockies. You know, they saw a lefty in, in Julio Urias, a guy who went out and won 20 games last year, got some Cy Young Award votes, really benefited from being on that 106-win Dodgers team. You know, wasn't in that true fashion of a 20-game winner or, or an ace. You know, he's... He's pitching game three here this season, so that gives you a little idea what's going on. But a lefty on Sunday, a lefty on Monday, a lefty on Tuesday, that's going to put you in a nice groove, especially as you're going down to, to sea level there in mm-hmm. Arlington. So maybe the bats can, can stay hot, and you can continue to score a few more runs mm-hmm. down there in Tejas. And we probably will not be seeing our old friend John Gray. No, for a couple reasons. One, obviously he did get the opening day start, and... Mm-hmm. He, he needs his rest. Yes. But he's also on the IL mm-hmm. for blisters. Oh, too bad, so sad. No, no, I, I, that, sound, that sounded really <laughs> negative. Like, yeah, serves you right. No, I will like, add, I, I also have a blister on my hand. 
from this week. Well, you've been, you've from been holding my like phone. Crazy. Yes. Like, I thought I held my phone a lot. I was like kind of shocked, but I'm like, oh, okay, this is I, new. I got carpal tunnel developing. I'm not going to lie. I'm <laughs> there too. As does Bud Black. He's he's going through his things. If you notice, he's got a little little brace on, so we hope he uh, he has a nice little recovery going on there. No Trevor Story there in Texas. Were you surprised? Did You know, we all kind of have our ideas like, all right, maybe this guy goes to that team. But you said, obviously, Freddie Freeman's going back to Atlanta as far as free agents go. Yeah. It doesn't happen. That no, Nothing happened that I expected to happen. No. Trevor Story obviously goes to Texas. I, it also doesn't happen. Yeah. I, I mean, it just made so much sense. He's from Texas. Well, like, yeah, let's get this kid back home. And when it didn't happen, I was absolutely shocked. That was, that was really surprising. You do have um, two other former Rockies. You might remember Greg Holland, all-star there, closer in 2017, and... Charlie Culberson. Give us your, your best Charlie Culberson story. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> do I have no, one? No, I, I don't think anyone has a good... <laughs> he was a good guy. He was a good utility player that they, they kind of got for nothing. Actually, he came over in the Marco Scudero deal back in uh, 2013, I want to say. Yeah, that's before I was born, so... Rangers, I believe they won... They did win on Sunday, so they, uh, they've got a win. They are not like the Baltimore Orioles, who are the only 0-3 team. Although, by the time a lot of people listen to this... On Monday morning, who knows? The Red Sox could be zero and three if if the Yankees can go ahead and finish off with the three game sweep. But Rangers blew a seven zero lead to the Blue Jays in Toronto mm-hmm. on Friday, uh, lost on Saturday, but they outscored the Blue Jays twenty three to twenty. So their bats are are looking pretty solid overall. Watch out for Corey Seager; he's gonna be the guy that they got to make sure uh, they get out. But with Austin Gomber on the hill, lefty on lefty, it's got to favor uh, the Blake Street Gomber. The Blake Street Gomber. Is that new or have you been saying this? I might have mentioned it before. Yeah. I definitely didn't come up with it. Uh, there's <laughs> there's someone out there on, on Twitter, someone watching live going, uh, I was the first one. Oh, I and rightfully it. so. I'll say that because like, you know, people get criticized of like like, oh no one cares you're the first. I care. There was always there's always a first one out there. <laughs> And you deserve to get that credit for being that first. You are just an advocate for people getting the credit they deserve, even if we don't know who gets the credit. I think I was the first to, to throw out there Russell Wilson on the first pitch. So, hey, man, if I want to get credit for my, my Take stuff. Take that credit. Take it. Yeah. As we, as we say in wrestling, you got to get your shit in. As we say in wrestling. As you, because as this you is a wrestling podcast. It is. You're, you're learning that. It's, 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 there's a tinge <laughs> of it that there. Uh, other little news and notes around uh, the ballpark and Coors Field. Julian Gieb, uh, Jillian, excuse me, Jillian Gieb, mm-hmm. um, who was, uh, I believe, only like the fourth scorekeeper, uh, female scorekeeper in the history of baseball last year. She she was the official scorekeeper on opening day. Yes, she was. So Good Dave, Dave Einspar, who's the guy who schedules all that, says, hey, you know what? You can have opening day. You know, I'll, I'll do the rest out of the spotlight. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave kind of gave her that shine. She was the... Uh, official, official scorekeeper. Uh, we didn't see a pinch hitter at all on, was it uh, Saturday? Saturday, yeah. Or no, was it Friday? Friday. It was Friday. It was Friday. Because we did see one Week's on been a blur. Saturday. Yeah. Elias Diaz pinch hit for Dom Nunez there. Mm-hmm. So it was Friday and you go, oh yeah, probably happened a lot. Of course, during the 2020 season, it happened a bunch. But even outside of that, I was shocked to learn, shout out Kevin Collins, Rockies PR staff, uh, 18 other instances of straight up just regular NL game where there was no pinch hitter used at all. Just pitchers went the distance, low scoring game. And so uh, Friday was, uh, or Friday was maybe the 18th. And now Sunday, there was no mm-hmm. pinch hitter on, on Sunday's game either. So 
Get used to it. I guess so. Yeah. Alan Trejo still hasn't played yet. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. He used to like just at least like, hey, throw me a bone a little bit here. Rio Ruiz last year. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Shout out to him. You know, I, don't know where, <laughs> I don't know where he's at, but that was his gimmick. You know, just coming in late uh, for a pinch hit performance. And uh, yeah, you don't really get those opportunities very much anymore. Yeah, it's a different ballgame. Opening weekend. Do you have any favorite moments in and around baseball? It was. It's kind of hard to to keep track of everything else going on. That's, it was that's a, what happens when your team is, is doing really well. Exactly. It was a super eventful weekend. I just love that. I feel like we had such a wholesome weekend here at Coors Field. Yeah, and I know um, I saw some news. Philly's opening day. They had a fan run onto the field. Who got tackled by security? And, there and that was, a- was all scheduled. I think that's oh, like yeah, that's course. just a tradition. Yes. <laughs> who throws out first pitch? Who's the first fan that gets tackled? <laughs> so he's actually he's running for office. Great guy. Really cares about the community. He volunteered to be tackled and run out on the field. I mean, it should be a tradition. That actually should be. That would be really yeah, hilarious totally. in Philly. Uh, but there was also a big brawl in the stands too, which is also tradition. Oh yeah, of course. Two different community centers again. You know, representing their community. <laughs> They shake hands before, they shake hands after, they they break bread, you know, they've got like a tailgate after the game, but then inside the stadium they brawl. Again, it's this is all coordinated because it's all part of the part of the culture, right? Part of the culture. But also in the National League East, another brawl, but on the field, Ooh. Mets and Nats. I'm glad you brought that up. So so I don't know, was was it I think in the Cubs Brewers, Cubs are like all right, you guys are throwing at us. I, I thought I heard something like Wilson Contreras has been hit by a pitch like 15 times mm-hmm. by the Brewers, which is absurd if that's if that's the exact number. But do you get the sense that maybe they're throwing a little bit inside or were the pitchers kind of losing grip of their ball? I mean, Alonzo took one mm-hmm. up and in. Frankie Lindor took one up and in. He was coming around for a bunt. Slippage, it's cold there, or... You're sending a message. Did you get a sense on on those uh, on the, in that series? I mean, to me, it seemed accidental. But then, like, what if it keeps happening? Yeah. Then, like, you know, you're just gonna get mad. I, I had the same thought too about it being accidental. MLB's using a different baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked with a couple of the pitchers from the Rockies. Herman Marquez said it seemed like it was a little slippery. Uh, the 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 stitches were a little larger. I think they might have been a little bit more raised. But Justin Lawrence said, actually, he said that when he got the baseball the other night, it was cold. He said, I've never experienced that. The baseball was cold. Did they put them in the fridge instead of the humidor? That's what I asked them. I said, <laughs> I think they put them in the keg cooler and not in the humidor, which that's what we did. That, that has to be on the like the outtakes. Because when we were, with, we were with Ryan Green, we were like, okay, here's the humidor. And we look up and it says like keg cooler number four. I was like, oh, wow. And then I was like, no, no, I've no. been I've been played. Um, no. So thank you for... Uh, I guess what's what's the word? Um, hazing. I was lightly hazed. Yeah, I was lightly hazed. But the ball's a little bit slicker, so it's you know it's hard to get that that feeling down. Again, going back to Mark Knutson, the first mm-hmm. Colorado native to pitch for the Rockies, he said I, he used pine tar his entire career. Mm-hmm. You know, go back to that uh, World Series between the the Cards and Tigers. I want to say it was Joel Zumaya. Like he had pine tar up and down his body, and Tony Arusa was like. I'm good with that. I want him to control the ball so he doesn't take out any of my my hitters. It's fine. It's not mm-hmm. like he's cutting the baseball and getting an unfair advantage. No, it allows him to do his job maybe a little bit better, but the alternative is not better. Now, mm-hmm. my guys get hit. They can't go in there. They can't dig in. Yeah. It, it's bad. It's not safe. So MLB needs to... You know, figure that out so guys can still have you know have a little bit of tack on their hands mm-hmm. as they mess with the baseball and, and do those kind of things. So, 
yeah, I'm not not sure, you know, what was intentional or not, but a lot of juice there between the Mets and Nats yeah, right now. Yeah, it was very, very heated. Good wholesome moments for a lot of rookies. Oh my gosh, right? for sure. Bobby Wood Jr., uh, go ahead RBI, he's... I think we we both had them. Well, we have to get to it eventually. One of these days, maybe before at some point before the All Star break, we'll unveil our uh, end of season award winners, and maybe we'll <laughs> we'll update them too. We uh, we'll cheat, but I think we both had Bobby Wood Jr. Mm-hmm. Rookie of the Year. Most people did say a Suzuki, mm-hmm. as most people did as Rookie of the Year. That's the one that never comes through. The favorite the rookie of the year never wins it. But both those guys off to a good start. Yeah, for sure. I like that Say Suzuki hit his first major mm-hmm. league home run, but he also brought snacks from Japan to the clubhouse. I did not see that. Oh my! Actually, Taylor McGregor, our old friend, tweeted that out. Green tea potato chips or green tea Kit Kats, which I think you can get those. No, no, no. It was it was different stuff. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but it wasn't it wasn't stuff that i recognized so it looked Ooh. like very it looked like a fresh bread of some new snacks for his new teammates yeah he uh he he's into those snacks he mm-hmm. went up and uh was very comfortable with david ross who was eating trail mix and he pointed to it and he said chocolate and he's like no no it's you know it's trail mix and it has nuts and stuff and he looks like no there there's chocolate there's like oh yeah there is some chocolate and he rubbed david ross's tummy <laughs> And it's like, uh, so my guy's pretty comfortable, is what he said. So yeah, he's he's gonna be a character. He's he's wanted to play in America. Yeah, he got his wish. Spencer Torkelson uh, barely got that word out. Spencer Torkelson, that's a tongue twister. His name is a tongue sw- tongue twister. I can't talk. Retire they talked to his dad in the stands. He's got tears in his eyes. Jeremy Pena, mm-hmm. they're talking to his parents after he gets his first major league hit. Then he ends up going yard. I was actually a little bit. And so you, you, it'll be interesting to see whose side are you on. Okay. You're on the parents' side or you're on the reporter's side. But I wanted the reporter to get out of his parents' face because they're interviewing him when he's up. And I'm like, just let them enjoy their son's first home oh, run. Yeah. And they're on mic and she's, you know, she's doing her job. She's asking the follow-up questions. But English isn't their first language. And I'm like, let them have this moment. <sighs> I think if you listen back, they, they exchange a quick kiss because they're showing Jeremy run around the bases and I think the the father turns to the mother. They exchange a little kiss. It was it was really nice though. Yeah, that's sweet. Joey Votto was mic'd up, which we don't really get to see in a regular season game. Yeah. Are you a fan of that? Do you want to do you want to hear players? <laughs> well, I always want to. I love like hearing people when like yeah they're doing things that aren't just sitting down and being interviewed. But I'm like oh like I also want him to focus on his job. I don't want got him a, to be distracted. Got a job to do. No, his job sure. is not just making hilarious TikToks now. <laughs> Oh boy. But he's very good at them. He did something else. Uh, well, we'll loop back to, to okay, Joey Okay, we'll Votto circle back. We'll circle back. We'll have a, we'll have a social media moment for uh, all the different players uh, on the Rockies because they're always doing interesting things there. Uh, D-backs nearly no-hit twice to open the season against the Padres, mm-hmm. which isn't as much fun as as their other big story. So, yeah, big guys. Um, on National Beer Day, which was opening day, right. April 7th, yes. uh, rookie <laughs> Seth Beer hits a walk-off home run, and everyone loses their minds because that's, that's amazing. How everyone, does that even happen? I think everyone got like a free beer, too. Serious, I think. I think that that, I think that, that has to thing. happen. Yeah. No, no, I, I'm not saying that should happen. I think that did it, happen. <laughs> Again, I can only spend so much time paying attention to the Diamondbacks this year. Sorry, right, PHNXD yeah. backs. Sorry, guys. I, I think I think we're feeling better about the fact that um, they did all get. Free they beer. did. That's fantastic. There you go. We love to hear it. Thank you. That's it. I, I think uh, super producer yeah here is going to be going to more D backs games down in in Phoenix. He's. he's <laughs> 
Is he your favorite? He's your favorite D-backs guy now, right? I only have a favorite Rockies guys. But what if what if a guy? I do like through, Seth Beer though. I do like Seth Beer. If he He's gets you free cool. beer, I mean, eh, you got to be okay with that to a degree, I, right? I like Seth Beer. What I heard, he's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, you yeah. can't be like lame with the last name Beer. Like that, just, it's not possible. Beer o'clock, man. Yeah, actually, he should have the number thirty. You know, Beer thirty. Like that's. Oh. I think it should be twenty-one. Mm-hmm. You can't drink oh, beer till okay. twenty-one. Also yes, I one. like that one. I'm pointing over here. That's where he exists <laughs> in the upper region. You can't see him. He's above your laptop right now or your device. He's our man upstairs right now. Yeah, he's you're here. You here? What do you think about players being mic'd up in the game? What, what What are your thoughts on that? I like it as a fan. It just gets me in any sport, not even just uh, baseball. I like getting the insights. I like hearing them uh, talk the shit. I think it's fun for fans to get to hear what they're saying as the game goes on. Um, if you ever played sports, a lot of funny things happen that yes. you can like talk about it as the game goes on. And it's as a fan, it's always fun to hear what these athletes are saying. It's also fun. Not really fun, but I'm going to pretend. It's also fun to hear the umpires talk. Oh, and we got to hear it today. <laughs> Yay, Mark Wagner. Now we know what you sound like. Although on Friday, so he was the, he was the home plate up. He's the crew chief, Mark mm-hmm. Wagner. And he's behind the plate and he just accidentally, I think, bumped into his mic. And so we could hear in the press box him talking, you know, ball high. And, and then it was the final out. And it was like, oh my God, what? Is he going to say something in between innings? Is he going to call the first base ump over and they're going to BS and talk about whatever? Like, hey, did you get us reservations at the so-and-so steakhouse? <laughs> and then someone comes down and says, hey, by the way, your mic's on. And he shut it off. But then we finally got that on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Bang, bang, play where, yeah, it was, a, it was a double play at first base. Originally called out. Team gets together. The, the crew gets together. They overturn and they say Daz is safe at first base. Then the Dodgers say, okay, we challenge that. They review it, and then we get the announcement. I caught the first part. You caught the second part. Uh, so that was kind of neat. It wasn't yeah. the same, wasn't the same uh, you know, excitement that they had in Toronto mm-hmm. when they were coming back from the 7-0 deficit. Runner called out at home. They overturn it. Again, you got the dome, so the sound stays in. But people were, you know, golf club. Oh, cool. He was safe at first base because it wasn't for a run. It was just... Oh, is the guy safer out at first? Yeah. Not as big of a moment. The stakes are pretty low. But it was it was cool. It was a nice added thing, especially just because you never know what's going on. What are they reviewing exactly? Mm-hmm. And so the fans actually can go, okay, I'm not as restless. I, I know what they're doing a little bit right now. Yeah, now we get to know. And we get to hear what our umpires sound like. Yes. About time. It's no, about time. Hardly. But the only other thing I do want to point out, which was really cool, uh, and it won't happen again when the Rockies go there later this month. But Jack White did a rendition of the national anthem at Comerica Park. Not a huge Jack White fan. Don't hate him. Uh, I, I think I've owned some of his CDs. That'll place my my age a little bit. But I mean, you got to respect him. He's a legend. Had blue hair. I don't know if it looked as good as Francisco Lindor. Because mm. it wasn't curly. No. He didn't have the curl going. He didn't have the perm. No. Is that a perm You that Francisco Lindor has? Is that a perm? I don't think so. That's his hair. He's just naturally curly I think like it's that. It's just curly. I couldn't imagine him sitting I, down. I'm for saying perm. it's a perm. I'm Team Perm. I think he had a perm. Oh, I think gosh. he's a perm guy. All right, well we'll ask him. I had a student <laughs> a few years ago who got a perm. Really? Yeah, perms are coming back. Actually, you're making some good points. Thank you. So he has his, <laughs> he has his blue hair, and it, it actually choked me up a little bit. Like it was a really beautiful rendition 
Um, it wasn't necessarily acoustic guitar. If you're a, a musician out there, you, you probably know what it was. But and then he had a little background. You know, he had he had someone like on a, a little box drum. Mm-hmm. I don't know all the different various instruments, but it was like it was fantastic. And I I don't know if there's a big buzz about it, but go go check that out. Like search that. I don't think you'll be disappointed. It was it's something where you're like that's the national anthem. How good could it be? It was like it was just awesome. On a scale of one to Whitney Houston at the Super Bowl, Ooh. where does that? Where is that on the spectrum? Good question. So again, a lot of it has to do with the moment, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if that's like a World Series game, everyone's talking about that. Mm-hmm. And also, there's also people with takes of like that's disrespectful, just because he has a guitar, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, people with their takes there, like yeah, on, like on the got- wave. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh my gosh, with, with, with the wave takes, <laughs> we can't. but. Um, so, you know, Whitney Houston, that's hard. You're in the middle of a, of a war or a skirmish there, mm-hmm. uh, with, with the Gulf war. So, I mean, you, you, you can't have that to the Super Bowl. but, uh, if, if 10 is Whitney Houston and one is Roseanne Barr in, in San Diego, <laughs> I, I'm putting up there like an eight. Yeah. Okay. I, it, it honestly was really that great. You know, I might not even remember it's opening day. I will remember that it's in, in Detroit because he's very much a Detroit guy. Mm-hmm. Has his own baseball bat company. Did you know that? I did not. That's okay. amazing. War Stick. Who's it's, using it's his bats? A couple guys. Ian Kinsler is one of the uh, uh, co-owners of the company. Okay. He make, makes bats. They're approved MLB bat. I'm not sure what players, uh, you know, officially use that. Mm-hmm. I think they've got a couple of shirts and stuff. So it's just like, hey... I'm I'm a musician. I make millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. I love baseball. I, I want to own a bat company. Done. He does. Jack White. So Jack White, baseball fan. I certified baseball learned fan. Learned a thing today. This is great. There you go. Love so, to learn a thing. So search that out. I think we pretty. Oh, there is one other pretty big piece of news. I, something that I wrote about. Do you have any questions for me about my article, <laughs> Susie? No. Go check it out on the DNVR.com. Todd Helton's back. That's right. I want to get oh you a here's gosh. take on this because. We're seeing a, a, a stri- we're, we're noticing a couple trends here. You know, Bill Schmidt is in charge now, and he's bringing back a lot of these guys. We got to see Cargo in the press box. I know you hear is probably hype for Cargo. What do you think? Cargo's back now. He was he did a little bit of coaching in spring training uh, for the Rockies, but Todd Helton now a special special assistant to the GM, along with his manager from 2007, Clint Hurdle, and Vinny Castilla, who we usually see around the ballpark. Are, are you hyped for all these guys coming back? You hear? I love nostalgia. I'm all about nostalgia. I love Todd Helton. I love his title, assistant to the uh, general manager. <laughs> I love the office. Fits in perfectly. Dwight Helton. Why not? You know, Todd True. <laughs> whatever you want to call him. I'm all in for all these guys coming back. They know yes. baseball. They yes. know the Rockies. They know what to do. Give me all of them. Bring back Tula if you want. I don't care. Bring back everybody. Yeah, they they got they gotta they gotta mend some fences with Mr. Tulowitzki, but. That you're right. That that's the thing. It's it's funny, and 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 this is this is something you know we're talking about another time. Is you know the Rockies way. All right, the Cardinals way. We know about St. Louis. They've got a heritage. They bring their guys back. You know all these teams that have these real deep history. You can bring back 80 year old players. You can bring back Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Rockies can now too, obviously with Larry Walker. Um, but there's you know the Rockies way. You know, okay, you know, people can laugh about it because. We, we, we know, but there are some good things for the Rockies way and, and, and those great players, bring them back, mm-hmm. you know, bring back the guys who, who've made an impact and even guys that are lesser known that, you know, maybe 
aren't known nationally. I don't I don't know how many national people know Brad Hopp. I don't think Brad Hopp's a name that people are talking about, you know, in in Boston. They go, "Oh yeah, yeah, he did play in the 2007 World Series." But nevertheless, Rockies fans know mm-hmm. and Rockies players can walk around the complex, walk around Coors Field and see pictures of guys like Brad Hopp and go, "Oh yeah, no, I I've, I've seen that guy's face before. He was here during an integral time in the franchise's history." So bringing those guys back, you know, I don't know how many more wins it adds to the ledger. I don't know necessarily what that does to morale. Obviously, I think it's going to help a little bit, but we want to see those guys back. Clubhouse needs that. Fans need to see it too. Yeah, of course. I'm excited. I'm I'm pumped for it. I'm excited for our coverage this year. Rockies, two and one, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Did it against the Dodgers. Super pumped. Makes we got it even some better. more games. <laughs> Baseball doesn't stop. We don't have to flush this one. We can we can feel good about it. Rockies do have a lot of momentum, but we know what they say about that. Before I get there, though, make sure, again, 50 cents for your first month on the DNVR.com. Follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. She's at the Susie Hunter on Rocky uh, on Twitter. I was going to do a joke. I couldn't remember the reference back from what your father's Twitter account was. Uh, uh, Ribbert. Ribby. Yeah. At, Ribby. at Ribbert Hunter. No. Uh, at Patrick D. Lyons and at. Oh, here we go. Let's see if I can get your hears. At you here underscore G underscore Vasquez. What's up? Very close. Oh! At you here G underscore Vasquez. Only oh. one underscore. That's a foul on him. He's got to be consistent. You need the two <laughs> underscores. I got it wrong. I'm not taking the fault. L on that one. Rockies are two and one. They're looking good right now. They've got the momentum, but we've got a little bit of momentum, but we got to do it again. It's only as good as tomorrow's podcast. So, of course, we will talk to you then. <laughs>